ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so today as you're aware we are changing the normal routine instead of the tafsir class we have a telelink organized today with one of the mashayikh from Saudi Arabia Sheikhana al-Sheikh Mustafa Mubaram hafizahullah ta'ala and so he will be giving a small lecture today uh, regarding the virtues of knowledge and the scholars as a reminder for everyone on that important topic so if we are already now نعم يا شيخنا تفضلوا الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فكما سمعتم أن عنوان هذه الكلمة في فضل العلم والعلماء وإذا تحدثنا عن فضل العلم والعلماء فإننا نتحدث عن كل فضل وفضيلة وقد قال بعض السلف لو لم يكن للعلم شرف إلا أن يدعيه من لا يحسنه لكان كافيا وذكر أيضا الحافظ أبو عمر بن عبد البر في كتاب جامع بيان العلم وفضله عن بعض السلف أنه كان يقول لا تجد أحدا ينسب إلى العلم إلا ويسر بذلك ولا تجد أحدا ينسب إلى الجهل فيسوءه ذلك أو كما قال علينا وعليه رحمة الله والله جل وعلا ومن أصدق من الله قيل ومن أصدق من الله حديثا قد بيّن فضل العلم وفضل العلماء وبيّن رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم فضل العلم وفضل العلماء ومن ذلك أن الله جل وعلا جعل الخشية الحقيقية الكاملة التامة لأهل العلم أي جعل خشية الله سبحانه لأهل العلم وهم في ذلك على مراتب وفي مقدمتهم الأنبياء عليهم الصلاة والسلام ثم الأمثل فالأمثل قال الله تعالى إنما يخشى الله من عباده العلماء وأخرج الشيخان في صحيحيهما عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن أعلمكم بالله وأخشاكم لله أنا والأنبياء هذا شأنهم وهكذا كما قلت لك الأمثل فالأمثل وهذه الفضيلة وهذه الميزة هي من أفضل الفضائل so the Sheikh began and he said that the topic of the discussion tonight, as you are aware, is regarding knowledge or the virtues of knowledge and the scholars. And if we speak about this affair, then we speak about all of the different types of virtues that exist in this 
And was it not that knowledge had only one virtue, meaning that the fact that people who are not good with knowledge and they do not have proficiency in knowledge, yet they still claim knowledge, that is enough as an honor for knowledge, as an indication of the honor of knowledge, that even those who are not proficient in it, claim it. And it is mentioned in the book of Al-Khatib, Jami' Bayan Al-Ilm the comprehensive book regarding knowledge and its virtues, that you will not find anyone who is attributed to knowledge except that he is happy with that and pleased with that. And at the same time, you will not find anybody who is attributed or associated or attached to ignorance except that he is disappointed with that and upset with that. And who and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most truthful in speech and his messenger the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam have clarified the virtues of knowledge and the scholars and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned or has made and clarified that the the khashiyah that fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in reality in perfection is for the people of knowledge and that is of different levels at the head of them the prophets and messengers and then those who are most like them and most like them and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the quran that the ones who truly fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his servants are the scholars the people of knowledge and the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in a narration that I am the most knowledgeable of you all regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I am the one with the greatest of khashiyah, akhshakum, the greatest of that fear of Allah and piety from all of you. And this is from the uh, greatest of the virtues of knowledge. نعم يا شيخ ومن أعظم فضائل العلم والعلماء أنهم أعلم الناس بالله بتوحيده في ربوبيته وإلهيته وأسمائه وصفاته هم أعلم الخلق بأفعال الله سبحانه وتعالى وما وصف به نفسه جل في علاه ولهذا استشهد الله بشهادتهم على توحيده وقرن شهادتهم بشهادته وهذا من أعظم الفضل لهم لأن الله جعل شهادتهم في هذا المحل العظيم قال تعالى شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة وأولو العلم وأولو العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم وأهل العلم أو أولو العلم كما في نص الآية كما قدمنا أيضا في الفضيلة الأولى على مراتب ومقدمهم في هذه المراتب 
مرتبة الأنبياء فهم أهل العلم بالله جل في علاه وإنما يكتسب أهل العلم هذه المنزلة وهذه الدرجة الرفيعة باعتبار إرثهم لهذا العلم كما سيأتي إن شاء الله تعالى نعم So then the Sheikh, he went on to say that one of the greatest virtues of knowledge uh, is that the people of knowledge, they are the most knowledgeable in regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their knowledge means that they have the greatest of the knowledge regarding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of the rububiyyah of Allah the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in terms of the worship of Allah, in terms of the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and what Allah described himself with, and uh, the actions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of that knowledge regarding our Lord, the people of knowledge have the greatest understanding in regards to all of those affairs. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed their testimony alongside his own testimony. He placed the testimony of the people of knowledge alongside his own testimony upon his tawheed. And so it is mentioned in the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states that he testifies that there is none worthy of worship in truth except he and the angels and the people of knowledge testify to that. So Allah put the testimony of the angels and the people of knowledge alongside his own testimony upon his tawheed, and this indicates a tremendous virtue for the people of knowledge from the greatest of the virtue that their testimony is put alongside after the testimony of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the reason why the people of knowledge have that status is because they have taken the inheritance of the prophets. They have taken that irth, the inheritance that has been bequeathed by the prophets and messengers. And this testimony again, it is of the different levels of the people of knowledge, the highest of them being the prophets and the messengers. Now, my Sheikh. أعظم أسباب الرفعة بعد التوحيد عند الله سبحانه وتعالى في الدنيا والآخرة وأهل العلم هم أهل الرفعة في الدنيا والآخرة فهم الذين رفع الله شأنهم وأعلى منازلهم وعظم ذكرهم قال الله سبحانه وتعالى يرفع الله الذين آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات وهذه الآية تضمنت سبب الرفعة وهو العلم وتضمنت 
أن العلم وحده ليس كافيا للرفعة حتى يوفق الله صاحبه فيرفعه جل في علاه وهذا لا يكون إلا بالإخلاص في العلم والعمل به فإن قوله جل في علاه يرفع الله الذين آمنوا منكم والذين أوتوا العلم درجات بيان لهذين الأمرين وفيها أيضا أن أهل الإيمان أهل رفعة كما قال جل وعلا وأنتم الأعلون إن كنتم مؤمنين وأنهم في الرفعة فوق بعضهم البعض وأهل العلم أعلاهم رتبة وأعلاهم درجة والأنبياء هم المقدمون في هذا وغراتهم يأتون بعدهم وقد قال ربنا جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم زين للذين كفروا الحياة الدنيا ويسخرون من الذين آمنوا والذين اتقوا فوقهم يوم القيامة يعني قال المفسرون والذين اتقوا من أهل الإيمان فوق المؤمنين الذين لم يتحققوا بالتقوى وهكذا هنا الذين أوتوا العلم فوق أهل الإيمان الذين لم يؤتوا العلم نعم So then the Shaykh he carried on and he said from the greatest of the virtues of knowledge is that it is from the greatest of the means for elevation in this world and in the afterlife. It is from the greatest of the means of elevation of a person being raised in this world and in the afterlife. And that's why you see that the people of knowledge, they are the most elevated and raised of the people in this world and in the afterlife. And that is mentioned in the Quran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the ayah, يَرْفَعِ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْعِلْمَ دَرَجَاتِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises those who believe from amongst you and those who are given knowledge in levels. Allah raises in levels those who believe from amongst you and those who are given knowledge. So knowledge is a means for being raised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But knowledge by itself is not sufficient for a person to be raised. But along with that, you require the guidance and the success from Allah. And that is going to occur when a person seeks knowledge sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sincerely with ikhlas, not desiring other affairs. Also, Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, in line with this point of elevation for the people of knowledge, uh, Allah stated that indeed you are the most raised and elevated if indeed you are believers. You are the most raised and elevated if indeed you are believers. And of course, the most elevated of all of the people of knowledge 
other prophets and the messengers, they are the greatest people of knowledge. And then the inheritors that took from them, after them, then they have their levels thereafter. Similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, the meaning of which is that this, uh, the, the life of this world has been beautified, has been beautified for those who disbelieve uh, uh, and uh, they mock the ones who have believed. But those who have believed will be above them on the day of resurrection. Those who believe will be above those disbelievers on the day of judgment. And so that is all evidence for the elevation of the believers, of those who are upon knowledge and understanding. And so uh, that is the proof that they are going to be elevated and above those who do not believe. Naam, Shaykh. فيما قصه الله سبحانه وتعالى عن ملأ من بني إسرائيل من بعد موسى وأنهم قالوا لنبيهم كما أخبر الله عز وجل ابعث لنا ملكا نقاتل في سبيل الله قال الله حكاية عن هذا النبي هل عسيتم إن كتب عليكم القتال ألا تقاتلوا فذكروا ذلك وأنهم سيقاتلون ثم قال الله عز وجل إن الله قد بعث لكم طالوت ملكا قالوا أنا يكون له الملك علينا كيف يكون له الملك علينا ونحن أحق بالملك منه ولما كانت نظرتهم نظرة دنيا قالوا ولم يؤت سعة من المال ما عنده مال فكيف يكون ملك ملكا فعظموا شأن المال والدنيا على شأن العلم فأجابهم الله سبحانه وتعالى كما أخبر عن هذا النبي قال إن الله اصطفاه عليكم وزاده بسطة في العلم والجسم والله يؤتي ملكه من يشاء فبين الرب جل وعلا أن الملك إنما يكون في العلم أن الملك إنما يكون في العلم وأنه قد بسط على طالوت في العلم وبسط عليه في القوة وعلى هذين الأمرين مدار صلاح الناس إذا صلح ولاة أمرهم نعم Focus with me now on what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrated to us regarding a group of the people after Musa alayhi salam from Bani Israel that they said to the uh, 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 Prophet that ask or send for us a king that we may fight along with him in the path of Allah. Send to us a king that we may fight along with him in the path of Allah. And so it was said to them, Will you uh, refuse or disobey if indeed a prophet is sent to you or that leader is sent to you? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to them Talut, 
to be the leader to fight along with. And they said, but how can he be the leader above us? And we are more deserving and rightful than him. He has not been given any wealth. He has not been given any wealth or any, anything of this world. So the sheikh said, look at their thinking. They wanted someone to be sent to them as a leader to go with. When Talut was sent, they said, but how can he be the one? He hasn't got any wealth. He hasn't got anything of this world. They were giving priority and magnifying wealth and this world as the one who should be given elevation and leadership. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them, rather, he has selected him and favored him with knowledge and strength. And so highlighting to them that the key is not the wealth and the worldly matters, but the key is knowledge knowledge and that strength and with those two affairs knowledge and strength is the rectification of the people if the rulers have those two qualities in them too وأخرج مسلم في صحيحه عن نافع بن الحارث أن عمر رضي الله عنه لقيه بعسفان فقال له من استعملت على أهل القرى يعني استخلفت من مكانك فقال نافع استعملت عليهم ابن أبزة وعمر رضي الله عنه كان من أعلم قريش بأنساب العرب فقال ومن ابن أبزة فقال نافع بن الحارث مولا من الموالي يعني ليس عربيا صريحا وليس من الأحرار الصرحة فقال استعملت عليهم مولا من الموالي فقال نافع بن الحارث يا أمير المؤمنين إنه قارئ للقرآن عالم بالفرائض يعني أن الله قد حمل صدره القرآن وأعظم بصدر حمل القرآن فقال عمر رضي الله عنه صدقت سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إن الله يرفع بهذا الكتاب أقواما ويضع به آخرين وهذه الرفعة هذه الرفعة رفعة شاملة وعامة للدنيا والآخرة وأيضا عامة شاملة للحسية والمعنوية خلافا لما قرره الحافظ بن حجر رحمه الله في فتح الباري فإنه قرر أن الرفعة إنما هي معنوية في الآخرة وظاهر الحديث مع الآية التي قدمتها لك في سورة البقرة ظاهرة على أن الرفعة شاملة للحسية والمعنوية وللدنيوية والأخروية so then the Sheikh he mentioned that uh, in the Sahih of Al-Imam Muslim there is a narration from or collected from or reported from Nafi' from Ibn Umar that, uh, from Umar Nafi' from Umar that when 
on one occasion, Nafi' came across Umar, radiyallahu anhu, and in Asfan, Umar, radiyallahu anhu, said to him, who have you left in charge in your absence? Because Nafi' was the, the deputy of his area. So Umar said to him, who have you left in charge of that particular area? Nafi' said to him, I have left a person by the name of Ibn Abza in charge. And Umar radiallahu anhu was well acquainted and knowledgeable of the lineage of the Arabs. So he didn't recognize who this Ibn Abza is, despite having knowledge of the family trees as we call them. So he asked Nafi' Who is this Ibn Abza? So then Nafi' told him that this Ibn Abza is from our Mawali, that he is from the, the slaves or the freed slaves. And that indicated that he wasn't, Ibn Abza wasn't uh, clearly from the Arab lineage, neither was he uh, clearly from those who are free men. He was a slave or formerly a slave. So these were the characteristics of Ibn Abza. So then Umar radiallahu anhu questioned how Ibn Abza, this man then, could have been left in charge. So then Nafi' said to him, that is because this Ibn Abza is a qari' of the Qur'an, knowledgeable and understanding of the Qur'an, and he has a great deal of knowledge of the fara'id, of the fiqh, of the laws of inheritance and the rulings. So he was a man of knowledge of the Qur'an and of, uh, of the rulings of inheritance, of knowledge. So then Umar said to him, in that case, you have spoken the truth. That is correct and good then. Then he told him, سَمِعْتُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم يقول, I heard the Prophet وسلم, say, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَرْفَعُ بِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ أَقْوَامًا وَيَضَعُ بِهِ الْآخَرِينَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises by way of this book, by way of the Qur'an and knowledge of it, raises people and others, he debases them by way of this book, the ones who ignore it. And so that was a praise and a virtue of this Ibn Abza, that despite not being from the clear Arab lineage or from the free men, he was a man of elevation and raised by virtue of the knowledge that he had. And this elevation, it encompasses elevation in this world and in the afterlife, and elevation in the tangible sense and also in the, the untangible, in all aspects, this elevation applies. Despite what Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar has mentioned in Fath al-Bari, where he stated that it is only a type of elevation that occurs in the afterlife, it is not an actual elevation here now, but the reality of the evidences suggests that the elevation being mentioned in the ayah and in these narrations is a, a, an all-encompassing form of elevation, elevation in this world and in the afterlife. Now,
ومن أعظم فضائل أهل العلم التي بينها النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن الله جل وعلا قد أراد بهم الخير كما جاء في الصحيحين من حديث معاوية بن أبي سفيان رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من يرد الله به خيرا يفقهه, يفقهه في الدين وهذا الفقه في الدين ليس على مرتبة واحدة فإرادة الله للخير للعبد على حسب ما عنده من العلم والفقه في الدين معرفتك بالإسلام وأنه حق معرفتك بالإسلام وأنه هو السبب الأعظم لدخول الجنة هذا من الفقه في الدين لكن من فقه أمور الدين على جهة التفصيل ليس كمن فقهها على جهة الإجمال فيحرص طالب العلم والمسلم على أن يتفقه في الدين ما أمكنه ذلك وهنا أنبه على أمر مهم جدا وهو أنه ليس من شرط طلب العلم والجلوس في مجالس العلم والرحلة إلى أهل العلم أو الحفظ للعلم أن تكون عالما أو أن تكون فقيها أو أن تكون من أهل الفتية أو أن تكون من المؤلفين أو أن تكون من الخطباء أو أن تكون من الواعظين يكفي بارك الله فيك أن تلقى الله وأنت تتعلم أن تلقى الله وأنت تطلب العلم أن تلقى الله وأنت في مجالسة العلم ومجالسة أهله والله عز وجل يفتح على من يشاء من عباده نعم So then the Shaykh, he said, from the greatest of the virtues of the people of knowledge is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has wanted or wants good for them, has willed good for them. Just as it is mentioned in the hadith of Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, the hadith which says, مَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا يُفَقِّهُ فِي الدِّينِ that whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants goodness for, then he gives him detailed knowledge of the religion. And of course, this knowledge that is given to people will be of different levels. And therefore, that goodness attached with it is of the different levels. It is all in accordance to the level each person is given from that knowledge some people will have knowledge in a very general sense and some people have knowledge in a more detailed sense with more understanding and recognition of the affairs so it is upon a student of knowledge that he strives to learn this religion and the knowledge in the precise and detailed way properly and a very important affair the sheikh says i want to bring your attention to he says, it is not a condition in seeking knowledge and traveling to seek knowledge uh, and uh, 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 sitting with the scholars and learning. All of those affairs, it is not some type of requirement that afterwards you must become an alim 
or that you are going to become a faqih, or that you are going to be from those who then authors and write books, or that you are going to be from the ones who give the khutbah on a Friday to become a khatib, or that you become the one who gives lectures and admonishes the people. It's not a condition that those have to be the outcomes for you to go and seek knowledge and your uh, 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 quest in seeking knowledge. It is enough that a person seeks knowledge and you are upon the path of seeking knowledge when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you are in the path of striving and seeking knowledge, sitting with the scholars and learning, that is sufficient that you meet Allah with that. It is not a requirement that you must become one of those outcomes mentioned. أنبهك على أمر مهم قبل أن أختم بفضيلة عظيمة لأهل العلم وأثرهم على الناس وهو أن هذا العلم من أعظم وأن العلم والرحلة فيه وطالبه من أعظم ما يعصم الناس من الفتن ويوصلهم إلى الجنة كما جاء في صحيح مسلم من حديث أبي هريرة أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهل الله له طريقا إلى الجنة ومن أعظم فضائل العلم والعلماء والتي أيضا لها أثر على الناس أن الله جل وعلا جعل وجودهم وحضورهم وبقاءهم في الناس صمام أمان من الجهل والضلال والفتن فإذا ذهبوا وقع الناس في هذه الأمور والعياذ بالله إلا من أراد الله به خيرا فسلك طريقهم كما جاء في الصحيحين من حديث عبد الله بن عمرو بن العاص أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن الله لا ينزع العلم انتزاعا من صدور الرجال ولكن يقبض العلم بموت العلماء حتى إذا لم يبق عالم اتخذ الناس رؤوسا جهالا فأفتوا بغير علم فضلوا وأضلوا فانظر إلى هذه الفضيلة وإلى هذه المزية العظيمة وإلى هذا الأثر الجليل الجسيم وأن الرب جل في علاه قد جعلهم من أعظم الأسباب للهداية والبعد عن الضلالة فاعرف بارك الله فيك للعلم وأهله وحملته الذين أخلصوا فيه وتابعوا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وعملوا به اعرف لهم قدرهم ومكانتهم والآثار والأشعار في هذا الباب كثيرة جدا قد لا يناسبها المقام لكن أخرج ابن أبي الدنيا عن بعض السلف أن أنا نسيته الآن أظنه إسحاق بن إبراهيم أنه كان يقول الشرف شرفان 
شرف العلم وشرف السلطان وشرف العلم أفضل أسأل الله جل وعلا أن يوفقنا وإياكم لما يحبه ويرضاه وأن يجزي خيرا من كان السبب في هذا اللقاء وأن ينفع بكم جميعا وأن ينفعنا بما سمعنا فإنه ولي ذلك والقادر عليه والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته جزاكم الله خيرا يا شيخنا أسأل الله تعالى أن يكتب لكم أجركم بارك الله فيكم So then at the end here, the Sheikh, he said that at the end, the Sheikh, he mentioned it is not possible to encompass all of the different virtues of knowledge in one gathering. It is not possible to mention them all and to encompass them all. But there is an important affair. There is an important affair that I wish to mention, he said. He said that this knowledge, from the greatest of what it gives and the greatest of its virtues, is that it protects and preserves a person from falling into trials and tribulations and takes a person to paradise. It protects a person from trials and tribulations and guides that person towards paradise. As in the hadith in Muslim of Abu Hurairah, radiyallahu anhu, man salaka tariqan yaltamisu fihi ilma, sahalallahu lahu tariqan ilal jannah. That whomsoever treads upon a pathway seeking by it knowledge, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make that person's pathway easy to paradise. And from the greatest of the virtues of knowledge and the scholars, and a virtue that has an impact amongst the people, this particular virtue from the virtues of knowledge and the scholars is one that has an impact amongst the people, and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the, the presence of the people of knowledge as a safeguard amongst people. Allah made the presence of the scholars a safeguard amongst the people from falling into ignorance, from falling into trials and tribulations, from falling into all types of affairs. Allah protected the people and gave them this safeguard from those affairs of jahl and fitan and other matters with the presence of the scholars. And so when the scholars, they disappear, the people of knowledge, they disappear, they are no longer there in the communities, then those communities begin falling into that jahl and those fitan, into that ignorance and into those trials and tribulations except for those who tread upon that path, who tread upon the path of seeking knowledge, 
and so Allah makes their path to paradise easy. But others, when the scholars disappear, they begin to now fall away into ignorance and to uh, 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 incorrect behavior and trials and tribulations. And then he mentioned the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not snatch away this knowledge. Inna Allah la doesn't snatch away the knowledge that somebody has gained knowledge, then one day it all disappears. Not like that. Rather, Allah takes this knowledge by the death of the scholars. Allah takes the scholars. And the death of the scholars means the knowledge they had, it is then taken away as well. Until there is nobody left except the ignorant and then they give the fatawa without knowledge. They give the rulings to people and they speak without knowledge. And then as a consequence, they themselves go astray and they misguide others besides themselves too. They go astray themselves and they make others go astray because of their incorrect speech about the religion and their incorrect fatawa after the scholars have been taken. So the Shaykh said, look at this tremendous impact the people of knowledge have within the communities. The scholars have amongst the people that Allah has made them and their presence a means for the people to be kept out of misguidance. That Allah made the scholars a means for the people to be kept away from misguidance and away from ignorance and jahl. And so whomsoever from the scholars and the people of knowledge, whomsoever is upon this religion following the Prophet ﷺ, those people of knowledge, the scholars, then recognize their status. Recognize their status, the Sheikh mentioned, <coughs> and their level, and the great impact and virtue Allah has given them. And he said there are many narrations, many narrations that you'll find about this topic, about the scholars and about their virtues and about their levels and their impact. You'll find many narrations about this. And one of them, he said, I'll mention from Ibn Abi Dunya. From one of the Salaf, perhaps Ishaq ibn Ibrahim, he said, uh, uh, in this particular narration, he mentioned that Ash-Sharafu Sharafan, the types of nobility and honor are two types. Having that nobility and respect and honor, they are two types. One is the Sharaf of knowledge the honor and respect and dignity that comes with knowledge. And the other one is of the sultan, the person who's the leader and in authority. He has respect and status and uh, uh, his dignity and leadership. And then he said, from those two types of the honor and leadership, uh, or, or honor and dignity and nobility, from those two types, the nobility of knowledge is greater. The nobility of knowledge and the dignity with knowledge 
is greater and is more. And that's where the Sheikh he concluded that short kalima, that short reminder regarding knowledge and the, uh, the virtue of knowledge and the scholars. And then he made dua for everybody at the end and for those who organized uh, this uh, gathering and this gathering of knowledge. And made dua for everybody listening. And that's where he then concluded this short reminder for today. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم